0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Kessel Run Collecting. And of course, I'm your host, Eric, and with me as always, my co-pilot and good friend, Matt. What's going on, everybody? We've been doing a lot of top tens, so we've kind of been mixing it up a bit lately. Today, we are going to do our top ten EU figures that were never made. So, And I'm really looking forward to it. I, uh, I was surprised when I was making my list of how many I, I, I thought, hey, there's a character. And I'm like, no, we actually did get a figure of that. So uh, surprisingly, they really did support the, uh, the EU, at least at one point. <laughs> Rest in peace, the comic packs. But before we get into that, we have a guest tonight. And uh, you may have heard him before on an uh, older podcast when we were just doing everything on YouTube. And that is Chris Sutton, otherwise known as Sci-Fi Diorama Guy. And he is here to tell us about a new project he just, uh, I guess, completed, and we will uh, we'll tell we'll let him tell everyone
1: all about it. So, hey, Chris, how's it going? Fantastic, and uh, thanks again for having me on. So, yeah, so what I decided to do was I was looking at a lot of the different collections that I would see at different shows, right? And I would look at different displays that people had up, and I noticed that a lot of times when collectors would display their items either at a show or tell me about their items or i'd see them on on social media then you would see figures that are displayed on a shelf but the figures are just kind of sitting there right they don't really have stands some of them have like individual foot peg stands and others would just be sitting on the shelf with actually no stands underneath them so what i decided to do was i thought of a way you know what we what I could what could I do that would make something stable on that shelf? So if you bumped up against it, your figures are not going to fall off. And if you wanted to put them at a show, how could you display them so where if someone bumped up against your table, they wouldn't all fall down? So I came up with this concept. It's a it's a board that's about the size of your keyboard, and what it is. Is it has? It's a, it's a imagine a a bunch of floor grates or almost sewer grates, or kind of like that that metal flooring you might find in a warehouse or some industrial kind of setting, or even like the 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 floor grates you might see on the Death Star detention block. So I started making a design that was kind of universal that you could use in all these different formats and settings. And I put over a hundred different holes in these, you know, throughout these different, throughout this different design all around these little floor grates. And I made them to look like nail bolts that you would see in, you know, like rivets or bolts you would see around a grate that would be on the floor. And inside each of those little holes, you can insert pegs. Now, I designed several different types of pegs you can put in there. And these pegs, there's a total of three. And of those three, they will support 40 different action figures. So you're talking modern Star Wars, vintage Star Wars, Black Series 6-inch Star Wars, modern G.I. Joe's, vintage G.I. Joe's. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Retro Figures, Reaction of Figures, Star Wars, I'm sorry, Marvel, Star Trek, even you know, Ghostbusters and Inspector Gadget on some, Masters of the Universe. And I made um a bunch of different colors. So I've got four different colors of each of these things. There's tan, gray, black, and white. And then I have these backdrops, these colorful new one-of-a-kind backdrops, there are eight different kinds, and they're a bit universal. You can sort of tell by looking at it that there's definitely a Star Wars theme to it, right? So, and Eric, you've you've known me before when we've, when we've talked about custom stuff. So any custom piece that I make, whether it's a G.I. Joe or a Marvel, any kind of body that I use, my mind always goes to Star Wars. And I'm always thinking about something in the Star Wars universe. So I might take a G.I. Joe body and make a Star Wars figure out of it or use a Marvel figure and kind of incorporate that into like a Star Wars universe. But I wanted something that I could use to display my figures and also eventually market and sell to other collectors. And so what I came up with was called The Advantage. And The Advantage is a like I said, it's it's a board. It's it's plastic. It's about the size of a keyboard. They can interlock lengthwise. They can interlock widthwise, so they can lock on all four sides. They can expand if you want. They can become as long or as as wide as you like, or you can just use one and you can put different backdrops behind them, like the 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 skies of Bespin or a snow backdrop, if you want to use them for your G.I. Joes or, you know, Marvel or Masters of the Universe. I've got like a neon city and the neon city kind of looks like something from Coruscant or from Andor, but it can also look like the streets of Tokyo for the Ninja Turtles. So several of them have a universal theme that you can use for your action figures. And the idea is each of the sets come with 100 different pegs. And there's, of the three different pegs, you get 100 of each, you get 300 pegs. And there's a key code inside there that shows you which color peg corresponds with your figures. So say, for example, if you want, you know, if you want to use your modern day Star Wars figures with your vintage Star Wars figures, you can have the vintage Greedo on there and they use the green pegs and you can use your, your modern star wars figures you want to put the mandalorian up there you can use your gray pegs and you can stick those and insert those inside of the board there's 120 different peg holes throughout the board that are positioned to look like the rivets that are holding in the floor grates of the board itself and you can stick your 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 foot peg in there so they can stand on one foot and make it look like they're kicking or they're flying. They can do like a matrix move, or they can do like a position, like they're leaning over and shooting. They can leave like they can lean over, like they're being pushed down. You can have another figure on top of it, like they're they're grabbing or lunging at them. And so, it's it's meant to incorporate all different types of figures together. If you want to use just a certain number of, like if you want to use just modern GI Joes or just modern. Star Wars, you can do that. But if you want to have your old Star Wars figures with your Black Series Star Wars figures and your modern, you know, three and three quarter inch, the 118 scale action figures, you can do that. And you can put them on your shelf to where anytime you walk by them, they're not going to, every time you bump them, they're not going to fall down. They're going to stay steady. You can put about 60 or 75 action figures on one of these boards. And I'm coming out with later this year. I'm coming out with something called the Classic. If I mean, every kid recalls that Kenner gray plastic um, stand that we had that could hold the twelve action figures that had the back with the vinyl case. The not the vinyl case. No, no. The the back you would fit for like like the early bird, right? Remember the ones that you put on there. And so, I I came up with. Uh, a backdrop that's kind of a tribute to the old Kenner Star Wars backdrop, so it's kind of a tribute to that. And you can put that right next to your your action figures. Um, I'm sorry, right next to the old one if you want. And it's it's a it's a bit kind of like you know imagine the the vintage collection Stormtrooper next to the old vintage Stormtrooper, right? When I was a kid, that vintage stormtrooper from 77 was amazing. But now you look at it and you're like, man, it only has four points of articulation, right? Because when you're 10 years old, they were amazing, right? They were incredible. They still are incredible. I, I don't I deny that. I, I love them. But yes. I'm kind of spoiled. But I totally get the the original um you know fanatics that are just completely. Set on the old vintage Kenner stuff they grew up as a kid. I totally get that. and this and these sets are able to use you can use the same boards with your old vintage stuff and your your modern. and they hold over forty different types of action figures. it's it's something that was a couple um a couple of years in the making. but like
2: you said, I too am spoiled by all the articulation on the remakes of the original vintage figures, and I love it. And it's I'm, I would, lo- the idea of putting them back to back, kind of like a scaling of showing the evolution on the, on the actual like uh grading. That'd be awesome as a display. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, this I, is something someone's like... really like a character collector, something something like this stand you could put set like say you're a Boba Fett guy, you could have like the vintage collection Boba Fett, the original Kenner Boba Fett, the six inch boba fett and you could put all those together on the same stand like every every iteration of that character and i and i
1: think absolutely
0: that's where it would really be beneficial for for someone having that where they're not locked into the stand is only good for you know black series are only good for this i do have a couple questions about the pegs in
1: particular because what do you say it was like 40 different sizes no so there's there's it holds 40 different action figure lines. Okay. So um
0: yeah. how did you choose what lines you were going to do? I mean there's some obvious ones, GI Joe, Star Wars, things like that. How how did you determine the limits cuz cuz I'm sure you could have gone even more crazy with it. So how did you determine your limits <laughs> on uh which ones you're going to do? Also, I know like with the Black series you can't just make a black series peg because they just kind of made the, the peg holes, whatever they felt like that day apparently, or they, uh, they just rolled a dice or something because they're all over the place. So if you have a peg made for say black series, Ahsoka, that doesn't necessarily fit black series Mandalorian. So how did you handle that? Unless you're a black series completionist and measured all those, uh, all those feet and then the other question dealing with the pegs is uh for example with the vintage collection i i think a little bit more than others some of them have super super shallow peg holes that are almost non-existent do you have very shallow pegs along with longer pegs for maybe the same line of figures just the way you would need different sizes for the black series
1: Great questions. And so so the first part of that is how did I I guess how did I decide which figures would be best to to incorporate or I guess to go after? I mean, Star Wars and G.I. Joe modern and vintage are like, I mean, those are two of the most popular, right? So that's that's something that almost everyone knows. So I wanted to make sure that I got any and all the Star Wars ones, the and the G.I. Joe has the um I guess the 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 counterpart to the Star Wars Black Series is the G.I. Joe Classified, which is their their six-inch line. So I just got the most popular, the ones that were, I guess, the, the highest collectible. Uh, Fortnite is actually, you know, pretty big with people. Um, you know, superpowers are a lot of... Um, some people just collect the old superheroes ones. So I wanted to get some DC and some Marvel figures that were that were compatible and using that Marauders task force, acid rain, joy toy, all that kind of stuff. Um, all those things kind of went along with the action figure line. The, the one eighteen scale is no doubt the most popular scale of all action figures, right? There are some that are two inches and some that are three, some that are six, but predominantly the, the four inch, the 3.75 to the four-inch action figures that 118 scale is predominantly the largest market for action figures. And so I just kind of focused on getting as many of those as I possibly could. Um I even delved up to some like the the Star Trek Playmates from uh you know 15, 20 years ago, but I decided to get the I guess the most popular and the ones that that were the most mainstream compatible first. One of the things that I that I came across which is exactly what you said, I don't know what in the world Hasbro is doing or Kenner is doing whenever they decide to make an action figure because the peg holes I mean there's even there's discussion groups that are on Facebook that are nothing a, a, but gripes on like oh my gosh, this peg hole doesn't fit. You know, my Ahsoka or my Death Trooper or my Mandalorian is not like my Stormtrooper or my Luke Skywalker. And they're exactly right. So there's actually over 200 different peg hole sizes for the Star Wars action figure 118 scale. That's just the modern. There's um, over 20 for the, the vintage and there's over 20 for the black series. And it's so weird. So there's some figures like the, the figures that have rocker ankles from the vintage collection, those have such a shallow figure peg hole. They're almost impossible to, to put on to the stands. The problem they have
0: is the peg goes forward. And so there's very little room to actually, uh, put a hole in them and you know, that's just but that's just part of the design that that's one of those things that's never really going to change as long as that's the design for the rocker ankles you know unfortunately you can't really do much more but yeah right. it, it's it, it's really annoying when you're trying to get your figures to stand up and you can't put them on a stand because i i know um i have some individual stands where i would actually take a Dremel and actually sand the peg down so it's just really shallow and hopefully that's enough.
1: You know, in one thing I've, I've found in that doing this, I, w- when I got the size for the pegs, I always went a little bit wider, right? Because you get, I mean, putting your figure on a tighter peg is obviously a lot better than having it be a little bit looser and fit the smaller ones. So the figure pegs, to fit the star Wars figures or the GI Joe figures are sometimes slightly larger so that they fit the majority of the action figures. So most of the vintage GI Joe and the vintage uh, star Wars have zero problems with, with fitting the, the the pegs, they fit great and they're amazing. Even the modern GI Joes are, are great as far as fitting on that, on the Star Wars figures, it's weird. I mean, Hasbro makes both G.I. Joe and Star Wars figures, and they decided with the G.I. Joe line to make almost every head-like post the same. So if you, if you look at like a modern G.I. Joe figure, you can switch out almost any head on the modern Forge Joes. And the peg holes are also just about the same size. But on modern Star Wars figures... The peg holes. There's a lot more variations, and even the head sizes—they're not all universal. And I'm not sure why Hasbro went with that design. Um, to that make is just GXO... one of
0: many questions that we have for the Star Wars <laughs> brand team that will never be answered. Right. <laughs> that's unfortunately you're talking just the tip of the iceberg of stuff that's just like things that
1: make you go, hmm. <laughs> I know, and, and it's one of those things that. I, I did my best to research most of what i could but you brought up a great point eric with the with the rocker ankles personally i don't like the rocker ankle figures at all i don't like them they're i know a lot of collectors think it's easier to pose their figures more i like the ones that just have you know the before rocker ankles came out a couple of years ago you know we had we had no issues with the regular action figure holes that you could hold your figures on that were, um, I mean, you know, that were, that were pretty good in keeping your figures, um, feet up and keeping your figures in a, in a cool pose. It's just the rocker ankles give you a chance to kind of like spread the figures legs. If they want to do like a, like a forward stretching, you know, gunshot where they're kind of lean forward with their gun and their, their legs are kind of spread wide and they're, Kind of moving in like a uh almost like a running position. But I think
0: it really depends on the figure. I mean, I I have certain issues with those. Um, but yeah, the the balance the balance works really well on them, but it's one of those things where I think just because it's good for some figures doesn't mean it needs done. You know, it's kind of like the wrists where they have some where they have the extra articulation on the wrist. Some figures that is super super handy uh, especially if it's holding a rifle in two hands um but it doesn't it doesn't need to be done across the board and i i think that's really where they need to pick and choose where they're putting that extra
1: tooling you know it's one of these things when i when i designed this the the advantage it was meant for collectors who want to have either just a few figures in like a neat diorama display and you can put the the backdrops that they have on the back, each of the boards is eight. I'm sorry, is six by eighteen inches, so six inches wide by eighteen inches long, and the boards, the backdrop oh, six inches high by no, no no six inches six inches wide by eighteen inches long. So they're they sit flat on the ground just like a like a, a keyboard for a computer would. Oh 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 no!
0: I thought you were talking about the the cardboard backdrop. I thought you were saying that. Oh no, that was
1: the, the, the backdrops. Bigger, right? Yeah, so the backdrops fit in the in the little slot in the back. Okay. And those are 18 inches wide, the same length of the board, and eight inches tall. So they can also fit your six inch figures if you want to do like the G.I. Joe classifieds or the Star Wars Black series or the DC Marvel six inch figures. Oh, um, huh. Yeah. So they'll fit nice. all those guys.
2: I don't know if you know who Anthony Sword is. He does the Imperial Imperial Communique on YouTube. He okay. has legions of stormtroopers that he could set these up on. It would be because he uses like the individual stands. And I have always wondered about a mass stand like you're making for this. If that would be more efficient. And it seems like it would be, especially for photography like him, he does, and I do too.
1: But yeah, and I'm super into action figure photography myself. And I notice a lot of guys, whenever they go out and they'll they'll take a picture of something or when they want to post something, there's different apps and things you can use. You can use a stand or a wire to hold them in place. And I just sent you some more uh, pics, Eric. And you'll see that I put, one of them shows, there's 30 stormtroopers on the, on the advantage, all lined up. And I sent you some custom ones that I painted make them look a little dirtier it's it's all about presentation right agreed and these present extremely well it's just you know it's it's so cool to just to use your imagination and i tried to get brand new images of things that kind of give a a nod to the old classic so i want to ask a little bit about the um the backdrops
0: how how did you make the backdrops so
1: I had like, to get like
0: I I'm not like for example, I'm not a Photoshop guy or anything like that. You know, my my limit is like paint.net. and I'd be <laughs> like I I wouldn't even know where to start on producing uh that photo. Was that something you did or or something you, you hired out?
1: It's a little bit of both. I just used different images from different artists and I paid these artists to create these. And so I bought the distribution rights, uh, I bought lifetime rights for all the images. Yeah, the uh, the one with the white city, I was I was trying to figure
0: out like what that was from or if it was just original. It does remind me a little bit of um, of level in one of the Halo games. There's like a very white futuristic city like that. Really? Yeah. Which by which, by the way, did you do the
1: Halo world figures? Because I didn't see any of those in, in the photos. I do not do Halo World, but I have. um, I'm currently finding out all the different things that you can use for these figures. I'm also I'm I'm discovering that some some of these figures don't actually have foot pegs. Most of them do, but there's some figure action figure lines that do not come with foot pegs. Like remember the old Galoob Star Trek figures? Oh,
2: the the three and three quarter ones. Yeah, yeah. I still have those. They didn't have any foot pegs
1: those those don't it's weird but johnny but galoob made a johnny quest line of action figures they have footprints, and those fit in this as well and um it's 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 kind of it's interesting i i I was just
0: looking at the uh, packaging and it says for ages 40 and up
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you like that
0: yeah (laughs) so where can people get it and what and what do they get with it? The packaging I'm seeing says includes two sets. I'm I'm assuming that is two base plates and then uh, eight backdrops.
1: Is is that right? So the yeah, so where you can where you can buy them, it's you can go to uh, sci-fi dioramaguy.com and that's s-c-i-f I d-i o r a m-a g u I. So I'm on SciFiDioramaGuy.com and on Instagram, on Imgur, and on Facebook, SciFiDioramaGuy. And you do get two sets. You get in each set, I thought, you know, instead of giving a person one, just why not double it, right? So they they can have uh, two different sets to start off with. Each one of those backdrops, the eight inch high by 18 inch long backdrops is double-sided. So it comes with two different backdrops and they match the board, the color board that you're getting. So you get four backdrops, you get two meaning two double-sided backdrops and you get 300 pegs and two boards that connect and those 300 pegs also come with a key code that shows you the green goes with the the vintage Star Wars or and the gray goes with the modern GI Joe and Star Wars or acid rain and the yellow is the vintage GI Joe. And each of those is $60.
2: Nice. I I'm like that one guy you met that had that likes to you know, link them together in one long chain. That's yeah. a brilliant idea for army builders because it's such a pain doing them one doing one stand at a time now you can do uh, dozens at a time to move around that's brilliant
0: thank you sir appreciate that it's always neat when uh someone that's not you know mattel or hasbro or some big company uh can innovate because you know obviously we all want to make money at this we don't want to just be be throwing it down the toilet but with fans stuff that's fan made uh there's a lot more willingness to take risk because you really love it whereas Hasbro Definitely. I mean I'm sure I mean I'm sure there's people on the brand team of Hasbro that would just love to do some of the stuff that we want but they're beholden to the CEOs and the and the stockholders and all this other stuff who really at the end of the day don't give a rip so they're they're motivated almost purely by the money aspect where when you have fans doing it, I think it has a greater percentage of love of the hobby in it. Right. So that, right. that's, that's always, that's always great seeing someone who can kind of like break that barrier and come up with something like that, that other fans are, are going to love because it would be nice to be able to support other, you know, small business owners instead of just Absolutely. giant global billion dollar companies. We'll hopefully get you some some more attention here.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I and I'm set up for um, PayPal and credit cards. So, yeah, sci-fi diorama Cool. So, all right, and we'll talk to you later then. Cool interview.
0: Yeah. What's so, fun? with that, we are going to get into our top ten of this episode. We don't do it every episode, but we've we've done a bunch, and they're fun. Mm. So uh, this episode is going to be our top ten EU figures that we want, and the rules are: cannot appear, cannot have appeared in the films, TV series, or animation. This includes the Ewok films, but it leaves books, comics, and video games. The holiday special—I I didn't know whether that would be a yes or a no because it isn't. It, it it's in a really weird zone so uh if you have someone there you know i'm i'm cool with that um they also have to be characters that haven't been made before or at the very least have a major costume difference so for example we have prince seizure he Mm. couldn't be counted mara jade we did get some mara jade figures but for example uh like a Knight outfit outfit, or yeah Yeah. a dancer outfit uh those would count because they are different enough We'll alternate our top 10, and then we'll do our honorable mentions, all right? All right. Sound good? Okay, you can start it off.
2: My first one will be the most non-changed one, so you you could actually customize this very easily, and I did, would be Luke Skywalker, Shadows of the Empire, not in the red Coruscant Guard outfit, because we did get that in Power of the Force Oh, the the yellow uh, vest? The tan vest, yep. I just took one of the uh, power, uh the uh, one of the old Power of the Force 2 uh, or Power of the Jedi, I can remember uh, Rebel Fleet Troopers took the jacket off them, threw it on Luke, gave it a
0: paint wash. Looks great. But I would nice. like to bring it up. Nice. I, I do want to customize one of those at some point. Hmm. So my number 10 is, again, one that could be customized uh fairly easily. And I put them kind of down low on the list because We have a lot of figures very close to him, and that is Captain Pellion. Ah, I almost
2: put him on the list, almost, but he's going to be probably coming eventually at some time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, with, you know, good chance he's going to show up on the Ahsoka series, and they just came out with that great officer sculpt, so not out of the question. So... If uh, the Ahsoka series is hitting this year, uh, we can expect to maybe get him in uh, 2026, right?
2: I think that's I right. As long as the haters don't, they don't listen to the haters and make the hats molded on. There's a few guys that are still like, oh, I don't like the removable hat.
0: And I'm like, are you crazy? What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> you and your removable hats. <laughs> hey, I, know what? I don't, I don't really care one way or the other as long as they stay on. That that's an yeah. important thing.
2: Guy who's not very uh, exciting because he's more of a senator type, but he was so crucial to the old EU. And you, and, and for the listeners, I got out of Star Wars just as the prequels were catching fire, so you'll see a lot of my old EU are from the '90s and possibly earlier. This is the old Senator Garm Bel Iblis, the old Corellian senator who was the rival to Mon Mothma, trying to fight the Empire.
0: Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. Now some of these there, there's not really, there's very little reference for some. Like in a comic, like in a comic, you know, you might have a lot of reference, but on some Mm. of the novel ones, unless you had like that guide the characters or whatever, which I do. um, Yeah, in some cases, that's like some of the only. Because it depends on the book. I mean, sometimes the, the book cover doesn't even have an image of oh. the characters in.
2: Paleon was never on a book. first time we ever saw yeah. Paleon was in the comic. I think it was like 96 or 97.
0: Yeah. And it took forever since I, uh, till we even knew what a, uh, a Bothan looked like.
2: Yep. And he's Joe Camel in space.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, Cause I remember them, uh, you know, they would be talking about, you know, his fur. And I'm like, oh, okay, so they're like furry now. But I couldn't quite picture them until we actually got. I don't know if the figure came out before some art. No, I think we had some artwork of Boffins before
2: that. Maybe like a playing card or some kind of illustration. Or yeah, maybe. Hmm.
0: My number nine is really the only new EU character I have on here. And that is Sana Solo. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess technically her last name isn't Solo, but did they ever give her a last name in the comics? S-
2: Staros. Staros, Staros that's name. right.
0: So, Sa- Sana Staros. Um, I think she has, like, a uh, a distinctive look. Uh, she's got an interesting look in. So, uh, I think that'd make Ooh. a great great figure, especially because we got an Afro figure. Yep. So. That is my number nine. Nice.
2: My number eight uh, is, well, someone many people have asked for, and I'm sure you will too, though I don't know if they'll actually make, I mean, she is not wearing anything revealing, but, you know, it's just her, she was, some people guys are like, well, she's not pretty, they had planned to make her in Power of the Force too. They didn't. It would be the assassin droid for
0: Zizor, Guri
2: i always thought that would be
0: a great one yes yes definitely missing severely lacking mm. um because as far as new characters went like it was seizure and her <laughs> we're
2: like really the dash
0: yeah uh, yeah dash. And, and dash rendar yeah. uh some of those characters names mm. but uh so my <laughs> So my number eight is Joris Cyboth or uh, Siboth, C- yeah, Saiboth or, C- or however it's supposed to be. Ciboth. He
2: squeaked pat. He didn't make the list. He was very close. So I thought about it. But he's so awesome looking. I like him. He's like an old Jedi that's went mad crazy with power. It's glorious.
0: Yeah. So uh, I think he would be a really, really cool character to have especially if you wanted to kind of really complete the old EU heir to the empire. And you have, you know, we have Thrawn, you have, have more that might be coming. And then,
2: J, uh... we have Talon card. We have, a lot of the year, we could get we I mean if you really want we with this one or two figures we're really hell, knocking out like well, most of the year of the empire right. got and, the and,
0: list. and that's why when I was making this list I'm, I'm thinking I'm like oh like Talon cart I'm like oh no we actually got him yeah. so we did get a fair helping of old EU figures it, it feels like we didn't but then when you actually really sit down and you and you list them out it's like yeah we had we had quite a few. Hmm. So you're number seven.
2: My number seven is is technically the EU going all the way back to 1977 or 78 when it was his name was first mentioned in the old audiobooks. He, as the owner of the cantina, the Wookiee Shalom. Nice. We, we uh-huh. never had Shalom. And he's owned the cantina we've loved for 40 plus years. Uh yep. we we really could use that figure.
0: That would that would be great. Now see, I always called him Chalman. Chalman. Oh, there you oh. go. I always thought <laughs> that's how it was you know, tomato tomato. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> but uh yeah, that, that's that's a pretty good one. So my number seven is from a video game. And it is a droid, because I do love me some droids. And that is from the KOTOR games, T3M4, who was kind of like the Astromech of its time, where he kind of looks like a little sitting puppy dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, always always thought he was really cool. Uh, mm. Yeah, About time we get one. We have all these different Astromechs. Yep. I think we need I... that guy. Yep, agreed. I... uh you might see another
2: co-tour on later on in the list, just letting you know. Um so my number we got on five now, I think.
0: Uh six. Six. My number six
2: comes now. This is from also we're going back to Shadows of the Empire. And I don't care how it needs to get done. You gotta do a two-pack, you gotta do a two multi-pack, spiker, and big giz. <laughs> Where the two of the uh Jabba's uh, uh oh, swoop biker hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chase after uh Ring of Jackson and Dash. Yeah, they had really great unique
0: looks, especially Spiker. That huge spiked helmet he had. Yeah, he needs to get made. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I d I didn't even think of those guys. So my number six and and I don't want him to phone it in and just reuse the body because she has two different outfits, and one of them is unique to her, Admiral Dalla. Oh, ho, oh,
2: my friend, you hit mine number three. But okay, Admiral Dalla. Yeah. Yes. Now, do you want the regular front cover Imperial outfit, or do you want the uh, the, the,
0: the jumpsuit pl- one? That's, the jumpsuit
2: with that has all the writing down the side of the suit. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I
0: one. said. That's the the one that's unique to her and uh actually many many years ago uh when my wife wanted to have a 501st costume she had started work on an admiral Dala. that one in particular but uh like so many of her costume
2: projects (laughs) have never happened yeah yeah, it's rough number five uh also back from of the empire and many many other books leia's original personal bodyguard the targeter codenamed targeter also known as the tall platinum blonde woman winter um, who would later go to marry Tycho Kel- Kelchu. um she was always like the quiet uh stoic uh, assassin that the new republic used you know crack user a whole bunch of imperial this intelligence did and uh i always thought it'd be kind of cool because she often she looked a lot like leia
0: but just slightly taller so they often, Trade traded places with each other i totally forgot about winter yeah she was a pretty cool character yeah so my number five that is needed for um she is one of the three main characters in the original tales of the jedi comic Nomi sunrider oh Oh. yeah yeah that's a good one right there Uh, because it was uh her Yulick Keldroma, and uh XRcoon XR were they're the, all good friends yep. with original characters and we got the other two which really need re-released somehow yeah, no shit. like About 300, 300 bucks re-released. a piece loose yeah
2: um
0: Yulik is a, a uh, Yulik is actually considerably less than XR but XR I mean yeah he's Luke, like over 200 at least yeah we have to check yeah he's crazy because he was part of yavin
2: and there's entire yavin collectors and they consider that part of their because you don't have if you're a yavin collector you've got to get xr coon from what he did on there in the old books so
1: yeah
0: so all it's right. number four now not number three all right number four now <laughs> well you know
2: what this is where my admiral Dollar is going to go so here's what we'll put admiral doll at number four uh, the old now I will admit this. I when I got out of Star Wars back in the eighties, I was a kid, because G.I. Joe was taking over. Getting back into Star Wars, I did not I couldn't find the Empire or the original trilogy. So I had to start uh, a year and a half later, two years later, with the Jedi Search trilogy, and it was okay. And I always liked her backstory, how she was Tarkin's one of Tarkin's lovers, and then it became one of the Imperials of the original Death Star prototype station down in, in the original mall which is kind of similar to what they did in the solo movie, but where the mall was a giant uh, collection of black holes. And there was a way to get to the center of it. You just had no, one, but the route was super secret. Only the Imper- only Imperials and some pirates. knew. Um, and she had four big Star Destroyers hanging out right in the middle. So if you found your way to the middle, you were in some stuff. Yeah.
0: So my number four is again from Air to the empire. And, well, I guess tech. Oh, I don't know if I can count him. Who? Rook. The, the Nagori. They never made him. No, but he, he is canon now though. Cause he was in rebels. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, uh, I will, I will just slot someone else in there. Uh, we still need a figure of him regardless, but, uh, off the slot, another figure in there. Mm. Oh, I have well, you know what? To pick,
2: I'll throw you one of my other ones if you want. I'll, there's either here's uh, what am I? are on four. I was either gonna do either Ringa Jinxon or Corn or corsec Corn Horn. Those are two I, I was thinking.
0: I had his honorable mentions. I had Corn Horn, but but I had him as uh Jedi because we did get mm. him as a figure, but we got him in <laughs> as a excellent pilot, pilot outfit. Yep. Uh, I would take him either way because I was a cornhorn fan. I liked him, so I might take him in the corsec outfit over the Jedi outfit, just because yeah, I like the Jedi. But sometimes there's just if you remember just too his, many of them. <laughs> the
2: early X-wing books, he was in the corsec outfit because, or the pilot outfit. That's his two outfits he used yeah. in
0: the X-wing books. Well, I'll t- I'll take him either way. So my my number four, I'll I'll put in. uh Acorn horn figure in an outfit, <laughs> you go. we haven't got him. There, there we go. <laughs> all right, man. I t- I totally forgot that that rook they put him in. Uh, well, because he was in for what he then they like one, two episodes, maybe. And, and spoilers, yeah. he doesn't make it out of Rebels, but you know, uh, which
2: means a certain admiral doesn't get in the same way he did in the books, but we'll, we'll talk
0: about that later. That's another, story. yeah, <laughs> anyway. Um, all right, so <laughs> we're at number three then so hard dude all right
2: i love ringa Jackson. i love him being like vader's outlaw pirate that he uses when he needs some real quick and dirty work done but he's so basic he's just basically a dude with some pants and boots no shirt and like a little vest on with no shirt underneath long long straggly hair and goggles so he's so basic i don't it's easy to customize so we never got that figure I'm going to pass on them. I'm going to go with, uh, what's her name? Lats, Plats, the Rats, the girl from, oh wait, she was in Clone Wars. Forgot. that's right. That's where I remember her from.
0: Um. Uh. Hold on. This is hard, dude. Um. <laughs> um My list was actually pretty easy. I mean, there are a lot of figures or a lot of characters that I thought of, mm. but as far as ones that I'm like, I would totally buy that as a figure, that that was what really helped me narrow it down. All right.
2: We're going to do two different two packs. We're going to do Ringa Jixon. and from the tr- from the collectible card game, not the 90s one, but the 2000s one, which I had to go back and look at. The girl, I can't remember her name, but she's the little ra- she's the swoop bike racer that is the rival to Ringa Jixon. and they hate each other so much that I almost want them to get together because I'm a, I'm a big shipper. So um him and two together or man, only... I don't even
0: know these characters. No, you wouldn't. Now.
2: Again, she's only in the card game. And this is the collectible online card game. I think it was online only. Or it might there might have been an extra physical card. I can't remember her name. But she's a swoop bike racer that right because Ringa Jackson comes back in the card game from Shadows of the Empire, and then like she's his rival. Uh you know what? You no know what? We'll hold on that. Put those as Immoral Missions. I want <laughs> I cannot think he's from there. From yeah, the yeah,
0: yeah. I'm picturing like smoke coming out of your ears. Yeah, You're like, well, <laughs> it's the alien dude. the One of the pirate leaders
2: in Air of the Empire. The one that Thrawn captures and tells him, look, you got you got raided by some Imperials. I want you to know that wasn't us. That was some Imperials working on their own. And he comes with that real tall Dathomiri sister that like was she was part of the singing mountain clan. She wasn't one of the actual like night sisters. And she was like his personal bodyguard. Um what the heck was his name? He wore like blue go- he wore like red goggles and he you always know, dual-wielded pistols. I can't remember their names. Damn,
0: I, I, man, I, I, I always, mean, man, I don't know who you're
2: talking all, about. Alright well there's a part in Ear to the Empire where they're t- the pirates are all sitting there talking to each other about what they're gonna do with the Empire coming back. And it's been so long. It's been they get so raided I read it. <laughs> by Imperial troops. And then, like, they fight the Imperial troops off. But then later on, Thrawn grabs one of them and captures him, And he says, I'm going to let you go. Because I'm going to let you know those Imperials that attacked you weren't working under us. They were working for somebody else. And which is true. Because one of the pirates in the meeting had tipped off the local garrison for a, for a quick pay job. And so there was a traitor among them. Um but he had this big tall well tall he was a short guy so uh, Mary. i think she was a, the mountain clan sister from deathmeir that was his bodyguard and she had like things in her hair big long chopstick things that she could throw and they were really cool i can't remember if they were what was handles. she like
0: a, or are you thinking of um Mi- mistral Sha- shadow guard are you thinking of, of,
2: yeah, of
0: yeah yeah one of those yeah yeah
2: what was i can't remember her name let me look that give me 2 seconds i'll look it up
0: I actually used uh. one of those in, in one of my uh, Star Wars RPG campaigns. Oh yeah! I actually, I actually actually used one of those, and then and then I hated it. I because I didn't have her stats high enough, and it was like she she just went out like you know what? I'm like oh, <laughs> I, was it, I, I was thinking this was going to be like a really good fight, and I was just like oh she's dead.
2: <laughs> Mister Shadow Guard, I'm looking for how many. Of, that was she was one of them though. Um. Mm, mm. She was the bodyguard for one of the pirates. Uh Varis. M- Mazik was the guy. Okay. Mazik was the guy. He gave me his name. The name sounds he's, familiar. He's one of the pirates with red goggles that he's the one that Thrawn captured.
0: Did they show him in the in the comic adaptions? It,
2: in the comic, yeah, they actually show that scene where he pulls him on the uh, star destroyer. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. So I think that's why it's probably stuck in your head more than me, and I'm just like, I have no idea what you're talking about because ah, I never read the comic adaptations. Uh,
2: Mazik and Shada was her, was Shada was her name. Yeah,
0: yeah, it. that's that rings a bell now. Yeah,
2: so that was that's who they were. I always there would be a cool two pack from to the Empire. He just had a really cool look to him, and I really liked it. So and so did she. So that would be cool. Like, we'll put them both at number th- at number three. I think we're on at number four. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, we're at number. Th- my number three is uh, one. One you placed down further, and that is Guri. Oh yeah, Guri.
2: She had a great. She was Mazizoar's bodyguard. She was one of the few assassin droids that were made to be human because that was outlawed in the Empire. You weren't allowed to make droids look like humans, or because that was. That uh, was against like all imperial stuff, but she was one of the few that had done, been done secretly. Got her own little mini series comics, too. Remember, really.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, she had her own comic series. It was uh, Shadows of the Empire Evolutions. Evolution. The, the, the covers were horrible for it, but uh, you know,
2: they were pop girl art for the 90s. I'm cool with it, I'm all right because it wasn't supposed to be like they were supposed to be like not action packed, you know, they had like weird stars and. Like weird kind of weird pop art as the cover yeah, yeah. is
0: yeah, just oh not my thing. But the story was kind of cool. It was like her own yeah. little spin-off. And she gets she becomes like she gets she gets uh
2: she gets uh freed from her programming and she meets Dash and you find out Dash survived at the very end Yay. of it. Yay. So you're number two. Now this is gonna be a beast for my number two, but he is a person, he is a character. He is Kudar Mubat, the assembler. He is Who? the one. <laughs> he is the one. When Boba Fett, when the original EU had Boba Fett not join the Guild, the Bounty Hunters Guild, and then him with Zizor made a plan to blow to destroy the Bounty Hunters Guild secretly from the inside.
0: Is this from that could, Bounty Hunter trilogy?
2: This is Kudar Oh, Mubai. I could
0: not get through that. Oh, I think yeah, I hard. maybe got through the first book.
2: It's better on audio than it is on a. Than it is reading it because it's reading it. You forget that you're in the past because it jumps back and forward to the past, to the from a new hope to Return of the Jedi a lot. But he is the big spider assembler that Boba Fett goes to to take his bounties from because he doesn't belong to the guild back then, in the old EU. He went and joined them. He thought they were just losers and weaklings, and he goes to Kadar Mubat to take his bounties. And he, you have to go inside that big like it looks like an asteroid but as you get close to it it's not rock it's made of his like webbing that he feeds off oh of and yeah, his yeah. From. okay and
0: yeah, then you, I go- remember and he, that.
2: you dock with it you go inside and there's just thousands of fist-sized spiders crawling over everything they're all like light and translucent and um they all have small amounts of intelligence in themselves and then you walk to the center chamber and there's giant ass kudar Mubad, a big huge spider hanging from the top and he talks to him and he's the one who gives boba fett all his bounties to use and he's uh he's a broker he's the bounty broker and he's the one that like all the bounty hunters that weren't even some that were part of the guild would go to for their bounties and there's a and he's one of the few races actually maybe the only race i think i know that in the star wars universe that can be resurrected as long as their body's not destroyed if you kill one you put its body, you keep its body okay, and then you hook it back up to power and put its webbing back together. It'll resurrect itself. He was dead for years and Fet resurrects him, and so he's just just that. I was so hoping the Fet show would somehow kind of reference him or maybe show a flashback of that, but I mean that would be too. It would be gruesome and macabre and awesome. So they wouldn't show it, or they wouldn't even talk about it. It's rough. Kudar Mubat, my number two.
0: Wow, your, uh, your ability to retain knowledge of of some of this like obscure EU stuff amazes me sometimes. Oh man, there
2: was more that I could add, but I just had to leave off. But because sometimes,
0: in. man, I, I, I'm i like, are you
2: reading Wikipedia or something? Dude, <laughs> dude. I didn't even get into the Young Jedi Order with uh, with uh, Tanel Kahn that gets her arm cut off that that her and Jason liked each other real well. Jason liked her
0: real yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Okay, so my number two perfect compliment to Guri. You mentioned him, and that is uh Han Solo Light Dash Rendar. We already have a Dash Rendar. Oh, damn it! <laughs> oh, oh, oh that's man,
2: why, that's why I, I, that's why I couldn't do Luke in the Coruscant guard um because oh, really,
0: technically we only have that. That, figure. that man, that is two. How did I miss that? <laughs> I think, I think part of it is I want a ha- new Dash Rendar so yes. bad we need that a I Dash just... Rendar. Oh, okay, let me... I can put one on here. It would not be my number two, but I, I already did my list, so I will toss another one up here. Okay. Uh, the original Death Trooper, the Zombie Trooper. Oh, yeah. There you go. From Death if Troopers. Ever- there we go. <laughs>
2: Plenty of people copy, and plenty uh, of people customize those Death Troopers with like ripped-off masks and stuff. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll throw one in there for you. Number two, the pretty doctor that's in that book. Remember, all the guys like her because she's so really pretty, and you think she gets killed, when she actually survives. Who she shows up later in the galaxy's game. She oh, oh,
0: what, what was she the one that uh, gets married to like Wedge? Or- no no, 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 that's
2: no, no. that's Qui That's the that's the blue skinned feather skinned girl. No, yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. No, but actually, he doesn't marry her. He he just dates her. But then they, okay. she goes off to do stuff, and he marries um a human woman. But that's Doctor Qui you're thinking of. That's the Imperial doctor. No, this doctor was she was Imperial doctor, but she was on that freighter when all when the breakout happened, and she figured oh, out how oh, to like okay. make a cure. Okay. And uh, yeah, but she's later shows up in the Star Wars, the old Star Wars Galaxies MMO game. Huh. on a planet yeah, but uh that that that's another character you could pull from there to do that uh, or any of those characters I mean the only like the 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 two boys the brought the two brothers that were young they were like sixteen and fourteen or whatever they were and um uh, I think the younger brother actually winds up being with the with the doctors because they're the only two survivors besides Han and chewie. I think they make it off I mean, spoilers for a twenty mm. year old book
0: all right, so what is your number one?
2: My number one. <laughs> He's, he makes a lot of lists. At number one for me, now we're getting him. I have him on pre-order. It would be Grand Admiral Peron in his Chiss Ascendancy naval outfit.
0: Okay, because so, I was going to say, well, we have several of him, but you went the different outfit. Okay. Yes,
2: because he has that like because their their outfits are like like 18th century Royal Navy outfits, and so you could use him. You can or make um, Admiral Alarani, the girl that. Is kind of like his friend in the navy, and mm-hmm. he—they don't—they're not romantic with each other, but like she always, she was a, a she was a myth by blood. She didn't have to come into the family like Thrawn did by by getting adopted and stuff. So she got, and then she, but she decided to join the navy, and she was like his—not really a rival, but his one of his best friends helping him ascend through the navy and all the new Thrawn and the new Thron books. She's in both old canon and new canon using that. So you could her or Thrawn in the, in the old in the Kiss of Sindancy outfits.
0: All right. Well, my number one, considering I included two characters that we either got figures of or became new <laughs> canon, I uh, I need to redeem myself here. So I am actually my number one. I have a very very obscure character. So obscure, I don't even know what this character is called. It is a bounty hunter. From the Star Wars Uprising mobile game. Oh man, you had to go there, didn't you?
2: Because I've had I've had I, I, I was playing that game for a little while, but
0: uh yeah. So I've I've seen artwork and I was trying to figure out who this character was, and I could not find it. Like I even looked at the Wikipedia entry and it's talking about this character and that character is a female character called riley and i thought well oh, maybe riley dresses as a bounty hunter too i apparently not i don't know this bounty hunter character could be one you just see in the background maybe a boss fight i know nothing about this game but there's this one bounty hunter that looks like you took the fin off the rocketeer's helmet but a small jet pack but then like a a flight vest like the X-Wing pilots have, and then like a yellowish jumpsuit about the color of Bosque, and uh Princess Leia's blaster from Return of the Jedi. It's kind of an amalgamation of a couple things that you look at it and you say that's Star Wars. Like it definitely Star Wars okay. And and there's both 2D images of it and there's even like 3D rendering Yep. But I cannot find any information on who the character actually is. But I love the design. It's a female character, which is why I thought maybe Riley yeah. or something. But um, I liked this costume so much, I had considered making the costume.
2: <laughs> you know what? If we uh, Let me share my screen here. One second here. Let me make sure, make sure I'm looking at the right one.
0: Yes, that one.
2: Says uh, from the Nomad Bounty Hunter in the Mandalorian. So apparently she doesn't have a name. It looks like she was part of the concept art. That's what she was.
0: Yeah. So whether that character is even in the game, I don't know.
2: But I want that figure. <laughs> it does look awesome, doesn't it? I uh, yeah, it doesn't look like she ever got a name.
0: But yeah, you're picking some obscure ones. That is my obscure one. Nice. So obscure. Most people haven't heard of the game, and we don't even know if that character is in the game. <laughs> yeah,
2: I do want to apologize to the new canon fans. I know there's plenty of good characters in the new canon. I, it's hard to remember. I I've had this other stuff in my head for 40 years, alright or 30 some plus years. It's easy to remember that off the new ones because even then I'm still trying to remember. So there's plenty of new canon people that I would have put took to. I I got
0: like, a son of solo or a son of stars. So you I know what? I have one.
2: So just uh, playing off that, I'll take uh, uh, Dr. Aphra. Uh, I'll take her entire female harem. She has two or three of her ex-girlfriends, her ex-teacher she used to date. Uh, a bunch of, this, They're awesome in the comics. They're hilarious. They're like the circus every
0: issue. I love it. So, yes, I'll take all of those figures. But, well, no I, well, I'll tell you another new EU char- characters, which I actually find some of their stories interesting is the uh scar squad or oh yeah whatever yeah are cool all the customized uh stormtroopers led by the the one guy that carries a saber and
2: yep of course of course blackseer's got at least one of them with that cool box thing we haven't got it yet oh yeah that's
0: that's right that's right yeah so they're they're pretty cool um so okay i'm gonna go on to some honorable mentions uh (laughs) i had four I had four of them, but two of them ended up on the list just because I I was a dumbass. So one I'm gonna go with. The only media I know she has appeared in is the Han Solo novel Honor Among Thieves, which uh for those listening, if you have not read that book and you're a Han Solo fan, go out and get that book. Is uh, that
2: is that one of the trilogy, Han Solo trilogies, like the newer ones?
0: No, it came in like right as old eu was becoming legends like it and kenobi were two of the last books before they became legends and they're actually two of my favorite star wars books Hmm. um the honor among thieves book is under one name but it's actually two authors they just write under one name those guys know how to write han solo like You read the book and the lines that he says, like you're picturing Han Solo saying that stuff. It is a very, very good book. But there is a character in it. Her name is Scarlet Hark, not Hawk. You tend to think Hawk. I've heard of the name Scarlet. Yeah. Hark. So there is artwork on the cover of her. And she has a kind of cool look. But more importantly, she's an awesome character. She like, she is a very very fun character in the book, and I would love to have a figure of her. So nice. uh, I will put her down as an honorable mention, and and then another one who quite honestly I couldn't give a crap about, but I understand that he's needed to fill a void, and that is Anakin Solo, because we got Jason and Jaina Solo, but we never got their younger brother Anakin. Ben Skywalker. You don't have Ben Skywalker on no, the either, do we? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think. I didn't think about that. Mm. Well, I, I mean, you, you get into that whole era, and you have uh, a lot, a lot more figures. A so. lot of, a lot of the Vong. Like, yeah, we got to use some Vong figure, but he's like a generic Vong. Yeah, and there's a lot of main characters uh, that they could do, and then uh, I can't think of her name. She was like a bird like like an ex-jedi that was with the use of Vulc. she was like, she was like oh a yeah bird kind of creature the like like Vemir the i don't remember what her name was i don't remember her
2: name i was just getting out because i was starting to go to college from all that sin so yeah. don't remember who you talking about ah uh, there's some there's some really i mean the young jedi knights that led into the new jedi order and all that good stuff that was some pretty good stuff i i couldn't keep up with it because i was like I said i was going to cut co- i was making one of the worst mistakes of my life becoming a responsible adult and I said, Oh, Star Wars is for the kids, you know? <laughs> Little did they I realize what
0: a mistake you made. What a <laughs> mistake I made. You chose uh, poorly. <laughs> <No>. Yes.
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh I'm trying to think in the new EU does have a lot some decent characters. Like um there was one from the Vader comics, uh Queen Trios, who uh led a bunch of the led a bunch of imperial uh she she had like the mining planet where they mined her uh the ore off her planet. The the, the
0: show tur show turin show turin
2: it. yeah that's them yep. yeah her yeah she was pretty cool and uh I wouldn't mind a figure of her and I'm trying to think who else. There's Char Bay and her and her husband that are Poe Dameron's parents. They're in the comics a lot more now. Yeah mind them.
0: I mean if they wow. wanted to go really crazy on the new Jedi order, there was so many Jedi. You you mentioned earlier uh tanal Ka or whatever, yeah. the, the yeah. one armed one, the one that lost her arm. Like Anakin Solo, he had kind of like a girlfriend who I can't think of I thought her name began with a T too, but I can't really
2: it wasn't Tion. That was the Bard. I wouldn't mind her as a figure either the Bard Jedi? She had very little Jedi power, but she could, like, like when she'd play songs, her, she could, like, use her ability to, like, make the, the smoke, whatever instance. Oh, her, yeah, her yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know
0: you're kind of talking cool. about. See, that's the thing. I mean, we, we did get quite a lot. Like, I was thinking about different Imperials. I'm like, oh, you, you saw an Issard? Oh, yeah, we got her. We did get an uh, Baron Phil, yeah. Okay, we got two of him. Also, from the comics, uh, we got to see luke's luke's childhood friend tank tank yep yep
2: we, we need a figure of him
0: yeah, and a lot of you have ro- rogue squadron you have wraith yep. squadron yep. uh wraith uh, squadron
2: uh, uh respects to aaron alliston i know what he was trying to do and i liked some of his stuff some of the characters in wraith squadron i was not a fa- i mean i'm not a big fan of a lot, a lot of characters in rogue squadron either but at least he did try to i didn't think he was trying to mix it up but Mm, i would, would, would rather he, he made new new races than trying to like have ewoks and gamorreans as and
0: yeah pilots. <laughs> yeah that that mm, got a little ridiculous there yes yeah
2: he was just having uh, fun with that i don't think the new in the uh kip duran
0: was one yeah yeah
2: yeah he was in the uh jedi search trilogy he mentioned he was in the young jedi academy trilogy too if i remember correctly yeah.
0: Um, that- yeah, that's what i was saying like you get into um like jedi like jedi search that jedi academy trilogy which then leads into new jedi order there's so many jedi like cam solacer mm. um Ooh, was one of the first so Jedi yeah,
2: one of the first ones because he was his grandfather was a Jedi. He was the first guy that's wandered, like when they show Luke flying. Remember, we didn't get the first comics when, when the when the old when the old EU restarted back in ninety-one, I think it was, with Dark Empire, he was the first guy running around with Luke looking for a Jedi with Luke because his grandfather had been a Jedi, so Luke knew it would probably run in his family. Uh What's his name? No, let's go old school. Let's go old seventies and eighties. Like like Vance, remember the half half cyborg bounty hunter? He's in the comics nowadays.
0: Oh um, yeah. Oh man. That that dude <laughs> that I started wouldn't. turning that started turning me off of the The, the, the newer yeah. stuff. I was just like, I don't care about the Terminator ripoff character. Yeah. Okay. Me either. Like I just like, I know they tried to give him a backstory and everything, but I just didn't care.
2: <laughs> yeah, I now technically they were in the first episode of The Mandalorian, but Rick Duel, Danny, and Cheeto, the Rick Duel gang from the old 70s comics. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. in Carbonite. Yeah, but Danny uh, is one of the Zeltrons. I wouldn't mind a Zeltron or uh, that race, that guy who was in love with Danny his weird he like they wore they had like all white skin with like dark ringed eyes but no irises or pupils um or
0: see um, i well, didn't i didn't read any of that uh some of those old comics are,
2: marvel so those are classic marvels are brutal too man they have they blow the crap oh well, mary Jo duffy i think it was that was writing that she actually took it after i think either empire strikes back she t- that she took the comics to connect very well, and Luke became a beast in the comics leading up to Return of the Jedi. It was pretty sweet. I wish we could have got some of that, but I mean, it's all gone stuff now.
0: Yeah, like a lot of the figures we're talking about now, obviously, they're never, never going to happen. Yeah. We'll we'll be we'll be lucky if if we got a and Dash Rendar because I don't think. I don't think they're ever looking at doing you know how how many repaints of Dash Rendar are they going to be able to sell versus a Mandalorian? (laughs) So
2: I mean they could use his base body for uh Cal Qatar and maybe
0: Oh wait wait um... wait no no I I know what they'll do. We'll have Dash Rendar and then we'll have Dash Rendar carbonized and then we'll have Dash Rendar in a two-pack with Gurry and like one extra accessory and then we'll have dash rendar in the credit collection <laughs> oh no oh or, or no with no. W- with comic colors no we'll have dash rendar with you know, comic colors.
2: <laughs> you you say that but i would take a jackson figure i would love like i was so even though everyone hates jackson and i kind of think he's kind of goofy when, when i saw six inch get that figure
0: i was like i want a jackson figure now so bad it And you can put Jackson on your list if you want to, because even though technically we got a figure of it, we didn't get a vintage collection figure of it. I know, So If they released a Jackson, he would be one of the few that... He would go with my holiday special, Chewy. He's Uh, just going to stay on card as like a bizarre oddity. You know, some weird fever dream of a figure. But... Yeah. So, some of these old EU figures, I really, really want them. And, you know, unless you customize your own, like I said, Captain Pelion, I I can see him being pretty likely. I I think T3M4 would be great to have that as an astromech because you're going to have people that like droids. You're mm. going to have the KOTOR people. And it's something you could repaint the crap out of it like they do Astromex and they could always make other ones. Agree. So... Like
2: any joy that can be repainted is something that they should invest in anyway, because you can always make new characters from it. Or make or make characters that have already existed that were because a lot of prop makers do. They paint stuff other ways to make other characters. But I,
0: I'm happy they actually covered EU as much as they did, because mm. you look at you look at video games. I mean, how many figures did they make for Force Unleashed? It was nuts. Oh, and- oh my god! Yeah, you're right. And oh, oh my god, oh my god,
2: the, my original number three. Because remember, I messed up with that model. I didn't put her on the list. I forgot to write it back down. Darth Treya from Kotor. Remember from the KOTORs. I said there might be a Kotor person online.
1: Mm. she's the dark.
2: She's the dark woman in Kotor with that. With the uh, that teaches you to go to the dark side, the light side. It walks around with you. Oh man.
0: Yeah. Uh well we also got Republic Commando figures. Yeah. Twice yep, they, they released those. Uh
2: um, hey, I i like the new game gaming greats line, even though it was mostly repack. Hey, you put a couple dashes of paint on this, call the game greats, slap it on the car, go. I'll, I'll take but, it.
0: Well the the Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor game, they've been you know supporting that. Yep. Uh yep. so yeah, we've uh we've had a fair amount of EU figures, but yeah. We need more, so, yeah. Some of some of this older stuff we really need because the newer stuff we we can always hold out hope they'll do it. So, but unless they bring some of these characters into live action or yeah. even an, animation and really canonica 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 canonic- canonize 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, canonize that's what I'm trying to say go. canonize uh we're probably not gonna get them unfortunately so yeah Uh, i
2: thought this was gonna be a happy happy topic now i'm getting sad now (laughs) because we won't get them i know uh well we'll just hope and maybe we'll get something
0: well i guess that will do it for this episode so uh where can everyone find you matt
2: well, if you're looking at me, my my more my mostly residence is uh, on rebelscum.com, just being a lump there. You occasionally might find me on might find me on Twitter, but very rarely anymore. Or X, as it's now called, the X application, um, or you can always uh, I'm on Instagram as Rosicai the Ghost, uh, posting pictures, which I got to get a bunch. I've I, months ago, I took a couple of pictures at the uh, at, in the Chesapeake Bay with uh, my girlfriend Chris, who's uh, who loves it when we talk photography. She wants to come on and talk Star Wars photography. She's getting into it. She's she's all in on the micro series with the ATAT, the new shuttle, everything micro, even the blind box. She's buying all of it. She loves. Wow. It. Yeah, she loves the micro series. So Instagram or you know Rebel Scum, hit me up on one of those spots if I'm on. Twitter. Just know that I'm just in there watching memes. Is the only reason I'm going on with Twitter anymore.
0: Yeah. And so if anyone wants to follow me, uh, well, it, you can visit my uh, business at Hole in the Ground Pro for Hole in the Ground Productions, uh, <laughs> where I sell all kinds of prop and diorama kits. Uh, please go there, spend money, and spend it often uh, b- because it's. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's really rough. This is probably like the lowest sales I've had in about a decade. It is bad. Um, You can also follow me. uh, Yeah, I, I am not fooling. (laughs) It is bad. Um, If you want to follow me and my business, you can uh, search for Hole in the Ground Productions on Facebook as well as Instagram. I don't post a whole lot, but when something new is, uh, in the works or coming out, uh, you can hear about it there. And, uh, of course, if this is the first episode you're listening to of Castle Run Collecting, make sure to subscribe and, uh, tell a friend, tell many friends, tell people that aren't friends, tell anyone you know that may be interested in a podcast about Star Wars collecting. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the best way to get the word out there is word of mouth. And with that, we'll bid you farewell until next time. Goodbye, everybody.